Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. mental family welcome back we love you so much i am valentina i am half of pretty mental i am paula i'm the other half of pretty mental and today we are back with a solo and it's exciting because we haven't done a solo in a hot minute we have not and all kinds of life lessons have been unfolding um my friend nicole who we've had on the podcast she always says that or she made a post one time talking about how as a transformational coach, life is always asking transformations of her and she's leaning fully into that. And I feel the exact same way. I feel like that's why we can have this podcast because as healers and ultimately what we're doing here is transforming ourselves as a daily practice, like shape shifting on a regular basis. So there is no shortage of transformations over here in Valentina and Paula's corners of the world what? to address and infinite lessons that have been coming through as a result of these. So that is what we dive in to today. We love you guys. I hope you enjoy. If you are new to Pretty Mental, welcome. We're so happy that you're here. We have over 100 episodes for you to dive into solos guests you can see our transformation from the beginning from the beginning where we could only ask one question over and over again <laughs> with our old our old guests to just seeing the evolution of both of us both of our Dude, chakras open up close up our relationship to healing our relationship for to me, healing for me as a therapist that was initially trained in that had a lot of training in this Western world, just like the shift from the mind to the body that's been happening. I saw a post of mine from like two years ago. That was just like when I was featured in the Wall Street Journal that I was talking about anger. And I was like, the best way to be productive with anger is because we can then process it through our prefrontal cortex and understand it. And then we can apply it usefully. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yes, that can be helpful. And man, has there been a progression in my practice mm -hmm. from like, we have to actually be able to hold anger with our heart and our bodies and, and, and with love, not just understanding. Um, but yeah, anyways, you guys will definitely see transformations happening. All of the ways that we unfold. Absolutely. This is what this is what our kids can listen to. If we have them. TikTok, Paula, you're older than me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Sebastian, Sebastian's up next, our older brother. He's going to give us the little babies. Okay, you guys, we're getting sidetracked. I love you so much. To our OG pretty, pretty mental listeners, we're so happy you're here too. 
We love you. Thank you so much for sticking around with us and being on this journey with us. And before we dive in, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. We open up the space, opening up our hearts, opening up our throats, our minds, opening up our chakras, opening up our energy, calling in all of the energies that are aligned with the highest vibration of love, the highest vibration of who we are. We open ourselves up fully, rooting in, tapping in to whatever energies want to flow through for the highest healing of ourselves, our community, everyone they come in contact with, and for the highest healing of the planet. What wants to be seen today? The portal is now open. Hello. Valentina. What up? As usual, we were talking for half an hour before we even started this. <laughs> It always starts with like, what do you want to like, let's just like briefly cover a little bit of something. And then we go into a whole conversation and we're like, we could have literally. We get, we get into all that. of our, all of our cheesemas. <laughs> we do because we're constantly adventuring over here. And it's not like you and not, we don't talk like every single day. We no. don't talk mainly when we talk really is on the podcast when we catch up because Paula's got her life. I've got my life. And then we fully catch up on here. So you guys are, we're all learning everything in real time. Yeah. Yeah. This cool. is like, yeah, it's like our little, our little moment of touching base on what's what pers perspired, <laughs> transpired perspiration. Yeah. I think a sweat. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what transpired, what's transpiring in your life? Our lives have changed so much. I know they really have. They really have. I'm I'm more both on a journey. I have as you guys have heard, I've been looking for a job. Man, that job hunt is something else. Like, holy cow. I forgot what it was like. The last time I did this was a little bit after college. And it is just ruling. I actually found a journal entry and I was at the time that I was looking for a job and I was like, I, I was like, this job hunt is making me felt feel talentless, useless, <laughs> like all of these, just like the worst things that I could possibly think about myself came up during that time, <laughs> you know? And yeah, I can only imagine. And I've definitely had lots of moments during this time where I'm, I'm like, am I completely unhirable? Everything I've ever done is just but I know that's not true, obviously, yeah. but it's interesting because it brings me through and anyone listening can probably resonate. You go through like highs and lows. I go through like these big highs where I'm like, oh my God, this world is so big. Like, what is my next opportunity? I'm so excited. And then the lows where it's like, there's crickets out there. Like in, in all the things that I read online, I'm like, I don't want to do any of that. I want to move to an island. Who I knows? think the, uh, yeah, the challenge is not letting ourselves get caught with the virus of fear. Totally. Totally. Cause you know, the main things that come up is survival, like bills paid and, you know, making sure for me, it's important that I'm continuing to build myself up always. 
and not remain stagnant. But that's also interesting because I question that. I question why does this downtime feel like I'm stagnating or I'm losing any kind of value because I that's that's a that's thoughts built in the old paradigm of you always need to be going and hustling and working and bringing in yeah or money else and, or else your life is just gonna like you're gonna die yeah or like you're not really useful to society you know and everything must be useful yeah you must be useful within the economy it's interesting like, because like i've had days where i'm like i will take, quote unquote right i'll take like a full yeah. eight hours to do something because I give myself those eight hours. And then the next day I'm like, well, maybe let myself rest more. And I can do the same amount of thing within like two hours. You know, I feel like, yeah, we bend time with our nervous system. Yeah. So yeah. Like if you're, if you're, when you're happier, yeah, you're, you're more aligned, like yeah. it just, you just pop it out versus just- when it, feels more forceful and effortful and like you're out of alignment with it. Totally. This is a big part of me wants to go within a company and restructure their mental health programs because I, I have seen firsthand with myself and with other people, the illusion of you need to come at nine and leave at five. And you know, that's what you have to do to get this all done. And I've seen it. We've all seen it where it's like, I don't know the days where you allow yourself to kind of be a little more free and you just take a little slower morning or, you know, maybe just have a day that feels more balanced. You get the same amount of things done and life actually feels more open and more expansive and more hopeful. Hmm. Yeah. What's coming up for me is, and you know this, but I'm going to let the, the listeners in on it, that the next person that we're having on is Ayesha. And she is a woman that I met here in Tulum. I'm currently in Tulum. For those of you who don't know, I've just sporadically booked a one month trip to Tulum. And here I am still in that. And she brings in, she's been studying Toltec wisdom for over 20 years. And so I met her like in my first week here, I went to a talk she did on Toltec um, cosmology. And then we had her come on the podcast. And so in the very next episode that gets released, you get to hear a little bit more of her perspective um, into Toltec wisdom. And I've just, I've been looking at it on my own too. And the, the Toltec worldview is something that has been around for thousands of years. Um, and the whole, like, um, they basically believe that we're living in a dream. They refer to reality <laughs> as a dream. This reminds <laughs> me of the don't wake me up thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Yeah. That we're, we're living in a dream. And the only reason that, that, that our reality feels so solid is because we were indoctrinated into this is what that is. That is what that is. Um, you know, if you look at a cat, like that's a cat. If you look at a dog, that's a dog. If you look at a table, that's a table. And we've brought ideas like this up on the podcast before, but essentially we all go through this process of deep indoctrination that tells us that reality is one way. 
Mm-hmm. And part of being mentally free and mentally healthy is keeping our psychology flexible. So the more rigid that we become over time, that's what happens. We become more rigid over time. We become really indoctrinated into these ideas of, of right and wrong and what's good and what's bad. And we become very reactive to it. And our nervous system closes down in the face of it. And we become even more protected and, and all that. And it's my little tangent of Toltec ideology background. It's something I I definitely want to get more into and and bring more into the conversation, but something else that Aisha, Aisha also gets into is, um, and she phrases it a little differently and I'm not going to speak too much on it because you guys can listen to that podcast, but there's a, a belief that we have in different, uh, cultures have talked about this in different ways that there's like fear forms just floating around, like thoughts just floating around that, Carl Jung referred to it as the collective unconscious, like this whole wealth of, of, of knowledge and way of thinking that, that exists, um, that's instinctive to humans, but also ideas that have just been passed on and become more ingrained and stronger over time. And I do believe that we get like infected Mm. with those ideas, Mm -hmm. whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. And I just said good and bad isn't a thing, but we can say like whether it's an idea that opens you up or an idea that closes you down. There's a lot of those floating around and you can feel it in your body when it opens you up. And I believe and I would say that that is when we are in touch with something more of like truth. Mm -hmm. Because life at its core is just free flowing energy Mm -hmm. that then gets materialized into these solid forms that we give identity to by putting names on it. But like, it's always, it could show up in whatever way you want it to show up. If you can, if you can be masterful enough to stay open and not get closed down by fearful ideas that are constricting. And I think that's really what it is. I think that at our core, we are that life energy. And that's what the Toltecs talk about. And you can look at Eastern traditions. They also talk about that free flowing energy. Like you can find overlap all over the world with these um, worldviews that ancients have offered to us. And so when we are in our essence, we are just very open. And there's so many possibilities And there's so many different ways in which energy can manifest. And then we get a little thought, fearful thought form. It's like a little virus, little viruses going around. You know how computers get viruses? Mm -hmm. I mean, we get viruses too. We get viruses of the mind. I'm not good enough. Thought virus. What happens when I, when that gets hooked into my, my, my brain computer? my body shuts down because it feels unsafe. Now Mm -hmm. my thoughts aren't valid. My feelings aren't valid. What happens? The body, there's a, a fragmentation that happens. We separate from ourselves, from our body and we don't feel safe anymore. And we shut down and the possibilities start shrinking. That's why breath work is so powerful. And I'm experiencing it here. (laughs) diving a little deeper into something you've been doing for a long time. Um, but to just like clear out that energy, Mm -hmm. 
clear it out. And if we hope to have a different world exist and uh, Domingo Ruiz, which is one of the, you got a lot of people are familiar with him. He's one of the most popular teachers of Toltec wisdom right now in the modern age. He wrote the four agreements. If you read the four agreements, that's who that is. But he basically, I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, I mean, that we just have to, our, the healthier, the less attached to an identity in a rigid view of what reality is, the healthier we can be. Yeah. Because then we are more in touch with just life energy that's constantly flowing. And what happens is that when we get hit by these little thought viruses of fear, rather than like shake it off or see it for what it is, which is an illusion. Cause it, it has to be an illusion, right? If, if at our essence, we are just life energy, just pulsating, manifesting in a million different ways then anything that would constrict that, that would say like, no, that energy is finite and it can only be this one way. Like it's not even, that can't be possible. Like the universe is huge and expanding and manifesting in so many miraculous ways and can speaking to us through our dreams and like synchronicities are happening so many things. So, but when we get hit with these little like thought forms, viruses of fear, we, what we learned to do, which I made a post about it today, which I should probably read my post. So it's not just like left there, but what we learned to do is just to analyze the fear and get like, really pick it apart. Oh, why did I think that there must be something wrong with me? If I thought that, where did this, you know, there's a place for asking, where did this come from? So we can purge that energy, but, but we tend to get stuck there as a society. Like, no, if I thought this, it must, it must be true. And I have to understand it. And I, and then I have to fight with people about it. And then Mm -hmm. I have to get other people to agree with me so that this thought form of fear doesn't feel uncomfortable. And, and before we know it, we're just like, we're deeper into the pattern. And often it's like, who can I place this blame on? So I, you know, so there's like a real reason that I can hold on to of why I feel like this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, you know, not the only one, but I think a lot of the, the victim mentality and not taking back your power comes from needing to attribute your pain to as uh, coming from someone else. Okay. Well, yeah, there is, um, yeah, well, victim mentality is, or a lot of our pain, like getting stuck in pain comes from a, 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 a deep rooted feeling of powerlessness. Mm-hmm. And that for many of us started in childhood mm-hmm. because these thought forms of fear were being passed around mm-hmm. in the system, in the larger system, in our family systems, just all over the place. And because of that, there was a lot. And I also wrote about this recently. There's a lot of like good girl, bad girl, good boy, bad boy. Like don't, don't talk too loud, but don't talk so little. Don't smile. Like don't smile at everybody, but like, also why are you frowning? 
you know, with women, like don't be too sexy, but like, don't not be sexy. Mm-hmm. Don't don't shut down, but also don't show us your emotions. Like just people being so rigid around trying to like tell each other, like, this is what you have to do to make me happy. That then we learned like, oh, I have to disconnect from myself and like disconnect from my authenticity and monitor how I show up. And therefore now I'm kind of infected with that virus of like, you have to make me happy. And now I'm going to like project it onto other people and I'm going to try to look for. So I guess that's what that's the whole blame thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that we get disconnected from what we were speaking about before tying that back, we get disconnected from that life force energy with ult- which ultimately is our heart. When we start living from the mind that tries to create narratives and rationalize the reality that is around us and why we're feeling a certain way, you know, we, we want to make sense of everything. We want to make sense of everything. And when we're living so much out of our mind, then we cut ourselves off from our heart. And when we're in our heart, that's when we live in that infinite space, that infinite, more expansive, like sphere kind of life. Our mind is more linear. Our mind is like a, because of B, because of C, our heart is like love because of love. Yeah. 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 And so I think with the whole blame thing, it's like, I think two things can be true at once. One being we learn to shut down our heart because of the systems of conditioning that we're being passed on. And it's up to us to liberate ourselves from that. Mm-hmm. So it's nobody's fault, mm-hmm. but it is the collective reality that we have all kind of been passing around to each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So I do, we have to be able to name it like, Oh, this is what the pattern is. But it's not one individual person's fault. Yeah. And to work through this stuff, it really takes, like we said in that last podcast, a warrior's spirit. You know, like this stuff is not easy work. It's not like it's so easy to just be like, yes, live with your heart open. And 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 it is easy in a way, but it's it's simple, but it's not easy. No, because everything in your body, like the moment that you a lot of this can make sense. Like this, this is what I was telling you before we jumped on here is what came through my meditation this morning is, um, you know, I catch myself in, in the mornings. That's where, where fear hits me the quickest. And I'm sure a lot of people, right. Because we're, we're in our dream state and we come back here and we're like, Oh, fuck. Like it, it hits me. And yesterday morning I was just laying in bed and I'm like, I, you know, not having a job will lead to this, to this. And then I start getting in that quicksand in that spiral. And then this morning when I was in my meditation, I'm like, my, my head, my head is getting me in trouble right now. I want to live through my heart, my heart, my heart knows ultimately that everything is going to turn out. Okay. And that everything is going to be okay. And my heart wants to me to be alive right now in this moment. Right. Because right now I have some downtime as I'm looking for a job. And um, when I let my head take over, I'm stressed that I have downtime 
but then stress that I'm going to have a job that I won't have any more downtime, you know? And I'm like, man, how amazing would it be if during this time I could really learn even, you know, cause I, it's these lessons, they cycle themselves. I've been in this position where I've fully freed myself and, and lived from my heart. And you guys have heard the journey when I first came to LA and now I'm in moments where I have that, but I, I like different patterns, right? Like now I'm in like a little bit of a, I'm, I'm being like lovingly tested, I guess, strengthening that yeah. muscle yeah. to live from my heart space of, I know everything is going to be okay. So can I surrender into that right now and not dip into the, the mind where the fear starts to spiral? Well, yeah, <laughs> I had a realization earlier today too, that mental health is, it's funny. Cause we can say this, but it just hits differently at different stages, but it's really, it's all about letting go. How much can you let go? Which is wild. It's almost, it's like, we're here to, we're here Die. to die. And I wrote a you blog what post I was going to say. This. Yeah. Well, I wrote a blog post about this where I feel like all the, the entire reason this was like over a year ago or like the, why we're here is just to learn to die a thousand million little deaths until the ultimate great death. Like everything is just to me is a lesson in, in death. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I oh! agree. Oh! <laughs> Can you believe it? It when is, you really I, sit with that, like, and it just like hits you, you're like, oh yeah. shit, it's not about the status or this or that. Like all that is fun. Those are the fun things we get to live here on earth with, but like, it really is all a lesson in just like those little metaphorical deaths. That's why the Toltecs were such masters because it's all about like letting your identity die every step of the way, like literally writing down. This is who I am. This is what I believed. This is where I learned it. This is what that was. Da, 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 da. As much as you can. And then you burn that paper. And you start releasing that energy. Or through breath work, you allow the body to show the mind how to let go. Mm-hmm. That's and all it, comes, it is. Yeah. Coming back to who you really are this loving source, which sounds so woo woo until you actually do tap into that space where you're like, ah, it's the space where nothing exists and everything exists all at once deeper than any kind of success that we could get here on earth. Yeah. Overthinking is an unwillingness to die. (laughs) We're really going there guys. This is, this is what it's all about. That's why it's not just like, Oh, I'm just going to like drink my cacao. Right. And my fruit smoothies. Yeah. I, I spoke to my, my psychic the other day, my psychic, I've seen her once and she's a numerologist and she, before I dive into that, was there something that you were going to say? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Um, I get so comfortable when we speak that I catch myself after that. I'm like, man, we just cut each other off left and right. I, I cut you off, but I'm like, no, we're just, it's, we're hope I'm not cutting you off. I don't even know. It's when you're comfortable <laughs> and you're just talking with someone, it's like an ADD conversation. We hold many thoughts at once. Yeah. Um, but I was speaking to right after Ayesha, I went and talked to my psychic and 
so she was a numerologist is how she starts off with. And then she's just super intuitive. So she, she predicts, she predicted, this is why I went to see her because she told my friend who not at all in the perfume world, like she does something completely different. She was like, oh, in like January of 2022, you're going to start working with perfumes. And my friend was like, what, <laughs> like what? Okay, sure. And then that ended up <laughs> happening like out of, you know, so she's predicted specific, specific things. I was like, you know, what? and you saw her testimonials are like nutty. Yeah. So I went and I saw her and I'm still trying to digest everything she said, because it was just a lot, but essentially I'm a 33 and that's my numerology number and my life path number. She was like, and it, she goes, she goes, girl, I'm just going to say, I'm happy. I'm not a 33. I was like, fuck fuck me then <laughs> what explain with them yeah she was like i'm she's like i have one three on my chart but you have a lot of responsibility on this planet because according to i mean the the master numbers are 11 22 33 and 44 where it's like you with mine specifically i've come she said that i've come to be a teacher's teacher where she's like you are an incredibly old soul and in an incredibly young body so it is it's you are competing with those two things, but those are the two things that are going to help you move into the different spaces and learn the different things that you've come here to teach. And she told me, she's like in coming soon, I'm not going to say the specific date, but she's like coming soon. You're going to be in like a new position in your life where it could look like a whole new career change, a whole new whatever, you know, and she goes, Um, but it's, you're supposed to be around a lot of different people. I see a bunch of circles around you and they're all indicating different groups of people. So you're meant to work in like a, a, with a big team and a big team environment with a big group of people. And she said many different things with that, but when she said the different career, she's like in a brand new career, I'm like, okay, that's kind of exciting thinking of myself and a brand new phase that I'm saying this because it reminds me of the, like having new identities and dying like a million times and not being stuck to one thing or thinking that our life has to live in one trajectory. And also like, okay, she told me the, and I'm not marrying myself to this, but that my life is going to be, or has been like a little tricky as she liked to phrase it. I think everyone's life is, you know, like earth school is not that easy. Um, but I do resonate deeply with like the old young yeah, I can see that in you. Although I've said that to you before. You said that to me, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's so, wild. We'll see. That's, she said a lot of other different things, but she also told me that in the last four years, her clientele has changed from, it used to be like a, um, older people. She's like, it, it, to like a lot younger people. She's like, I'm getting a bunch of teenagers in like 20s. And I want to let, she goes, I want to tell you, 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 and like everyone of your generation needs to stop outsourcing their power to, to psychics and mediums and people who they're in in astrology readers. And she's like, they're depending too much on us. Like, you know what you're doing, come back to what you know about yourself too. And that was really, really potent. Yeah. That's why breath work is. Listen, I just had a breathwork session last night that like melted me. 
and I'm going to cry because I always cry because I'm my cancer ass moon. <laughs> but even with the Toltec teachings, even with all these different ideologies, even with all these words that we use, like they're helpful, but they're still story. They're still the mind. Like I can read Toltec books all day long and, and know, okay, I have to die to my identity. I have to die to my identity. I have to, I have to let go. Like, oh, these thought forms that are viruses. Da, 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 da. And I can understand it all in my head. But that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't really make me feel better. It can help a little bit. It can help. Like better stories help. That's why like psychics can be like helpful narrative therapy, looking at different wisdom traditions, like different stories help. I think as, uh, um, um, fuck, hmm. um, who is our, the name of our last guest, Matt, Matt, I, yeah, I think I was trying to call him Josh, Matt. Um, <laughs> he said it on the podcast. He we said love you, that Matt. As we much as we Matt. professed our love for you last time, it's still the same. We're just bad with names. It is. I'm too, I'm just like too much in the flow of this moment. I mean, I'm having like uh, Zen brain. But um, he said that before systems can change, our stories have to change. Yeah. So like different stories are important. They really are. They really are. Like to meet with somebody that looks at you, looks at your numerology, looks at your astrology, whatever they do. And they tell you, hey, this is like, you have a really expansive future ahead of you. Mm -hmm. you She said, hey, you're powerful. Also, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which also kind of powers you up because it's like, I got to be a warrior. Fuck yeah, I'm a warrior. Very different narrative than like, oh, life is really hard. And like, I don't know. Versus I'm going to be a warrior in this lifetime. And like, that just changes everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways, we can all those personal myths are really important. They matter. We need them. We stories matter. But when you really like, I felt this very strongly yesterday, when you really start breathing and letting the body show the mind how to let go. That's when the real transformation happens. Mm -hmm. You actually do feel better. Mm -hmm. You don't need anyone to convince you. You don't. You literally, you literally feel better. The mind, the body is all knowing in a way that it has nothing to do with knowing. It's like a, a no feeling. stories. It's a feeling that just knows, that just knows. Yeah, no stories. No. The stories matter on one level, and they are completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm on another level and something crazy that's been happening to me is that my voice has been leaving literally what do you mean like you can can you hear my voice feels raspier maybe my voice starting about like a month and a half ago started like getting tired okay and I'm like, that's like, there's a part of me that just wants to cry talking about it because 
that's the part of me that has like completely identified with this. Like I am a talker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying my voice, who knows what I think it's psychosomatic. I think, I think a lot of what happens to us physically is also spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, and it's happening at the same time that like my voice is getting more tired. I'm being more awakened to the wisdom of the body. God's like, Paula, shut up. <laughs> literally, <laughs> Listen to your body. We've been trying to get you to listen over here. No, but literally, y'all, we got to take away her voice. All right. Take it. Literally. Wow. I'm being, I'm being forced. <laughs> I'm being forced to listen. <laughs> they're like she's a strong one she keeps going giving her all these fucking obstacles and she keeps going i'm being forced to listen and so i'm like what the fuck does this mean because i'm a i do a lot of talking and a lot of teaching in my work yeah and i mean there's a multiple layers of what it means there's also like some like trauma working itself out mm-hmm. through my throat chakra and crazy thing is, like, y'all, this stuff is woo-woo until you live it, and then it's not. <laughs> and then it's not. It just and is. It is not. Yeah. Both of the very deep, both the two deepest breathwork sessions I've had here while I'm in Tulum, I close my eyes, and I see pulses of blue. Like, blue pulsing, 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 pulsing. That's your throat. It's your throat chakra. And so like there's multiple there's trauma that I'm working through with like my voice and like my thoughts being valid, my feelings being valid, like my expression being valid. And I'm being taken to the body. So it's wild. I'm like, okay. And I have a somatic training planned that I had like booked before any of this happened. That's next week. I just it's all feel like about the body for those of you who don't know somatic, somatic. experiencing it's like we're just going to release at the level of the body yeah so yeah my body is like listen and you have to humble yourself so much when these teachings come it's many it's like these many little deaths yeah when I was in my my big highs of first moving to L.A., which lasted like a almost two years, I mean, I still feel like I'm in them. You know, it's different. It's just it's when I was fully living out of the heart when I was in when I first moved here. Right? I didn't care about anything where I went. I just knew I was here and I was yes to anything that came my way. And I'm just here for it. Isn't I would LA, always see Isn't L.A. an energy vortex, too? Don't they say that? Do they say that? I don't know, but it definitely is like you, you, it's, you can tap into different energies here. Like you can tap into the more, you know, like surfacey, superficial one that like, you know, when I came here, a lot of people warned me about getting sucked into certain, like, don't lose your soul. But also out here, I'm like, I have, I found the complete opposite of that. And it just, I guess, depends on what timeline you want to jump on, what frequency you want to feed And I would always see green pulsing lime, bright green in my meditations, which is a heart chakra when I was doing that. And that's when I found 
my lime green feather. Like who finds a green feather? This wasn't like dark green. This was like bright lime green. And y'all know feathers are my thing. But it was around that time that I found that that color. Um, I'm telling you. Not. Yeah, woo, woo but, but not. not. We're, we're rebranding. No more. We're not pretty mental. We're woo woo, but not. Yeah, actually, I love that. <laughs> we would do that. Uh-huh. Um, um, yeah, I mean, the, the landscape is shifting for us. I don't know what's, ha- what, what's to come, but good things are happening. And when I got here, I had a, a parts work session where I saw um, a snake. <laughs> really going to go there. A snake wrapped around my core. And like... I was just like, what is this fear that I feel? And I've now you I, I've heard that Tulum is an energy vortex, but I didn't really know what that meant. And then I started noticing that, like, when I focus on negative things here, I am like, it's like quicksand. Mm, really? It's like quicksand. Like you get trapped more than even when uh, you were in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like you it's get not dark very and forgiving. then you get like dark yeah. as shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like the energy here is not very forgiving in that sense. But at the moment that you, when you open up to the light, it gets amplified to bajillion, which mm-hmm. is, I can see why it's attracted so many healers. Mm-hmm. Cause it like reveals to you very quickly. And, you, and like it, it's so uncomfortable and it gets so dark so quickly that you, like there's the motivation to jump out of it is like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, like, I'm like just this. kidding. I'm just kidding. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Let me go. <laughs> Can't you take a joke? I'm yeah. happy. Yeah. And so I could see the fear that's still in my system. There's always, yeah. Like there's fear in my system when I got here was um more vivid. I couldn't point it to like, oh, it's because I'm in Atlanta or it's because I haven't taken a trip or whatever. It's because of this or because of that. it was just like almost like in a vacuum, like, oh, this is just here. And I was doing a parts work session and IFS session and I went like deep into it, like in a trance. And, and I saw like a snake coiled around my heart and my throat, like, like tight, you know? And every time I would get scared, every time I sense danger, it like tightened up even more. And I think my therapist, I don't know if she's into like Kundalini or energy or anything like that. I wasn't even thinking about any of that. But so when I said snake, she was just like, I think she worried that I was like judging myself that a part of me was like a snake, which is, you know, like we She's have like, these you're like not a snake, of- baby girl. <laughs> you're not a when snake. was the first time told you someone told you we were a snake? Right. You're like, no, this is Kundalini. Well, I wasn't even I was just like, oh, this is just like wrapped around me. It's a feeling of constriction that I feel that I know a lot of people feel is like a constriction. And when I was going into my trance, a constriction around the heart and the throat when we're scared. So first thing that happens is you feel constricted and it presented itself in that trance as a snake. And then at some point deep in the session, she had me ask it, like, what would you what would you be doing if you weren't trying to protect me? you know, protect me from ultimately from like death or because that's what we're always trying to protect ourselves from. And it just like turned into this like spiral of light going like saw like opening everything and going up through the top of my head. And I was like, oh, that's really what you want to be doing. That's what the energy really wants to be doing is it just wants to be moving. Mm. And yeah. 
moving more than anything. It wasn't like to set you free to whatever to live. It was like just yeah, I, I just want to move. Flow. Let me move. Ooh, yeah, I just want to flow. That's so powerful. That that's so powerful. Yeah, that's like really hitting me. I wonder if everyone hears this that strongly. You know, we're not meant to hold on to the protection, things, the protection, and the fear and the anger and the anxiety. It's like let it in and let it out. Let it in and let it out. That's why this back to breath work. This is why breath work is so, so potent. You feel it when you're breathing, you feel the tingle, the, your whole body starts tingling because the energy literally starts moving. It starts yeah. moving. Yeah. And I can, wants to do, I can feel a part of me that doesn't want to like go to and breath work. Like, or the, like I'll shed a few tears in those moments too. Where it's like, it's like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> the identity of Paula doesn't want to let go. But it does. It does. And then like that just has stuck with me, that like visual of like, you know, it, it just has kept coming. It's this like swirly, this image of this like swirl of energy coming up through a woman's heart, going through its throat and up through her head. Like, and I've drawn, I did three different drawings of it last week. Like the the imagery just keeps coming to me. And um then I went to, I went to Aisha's house and I walk into her living room and there's a big ass painting of a woman with the energy moving up through her heart, through her throat and out through her head. And it's just wild to me how the universe is always communicating with us. If we're listening So this is a good thing to explore is how, because it can be really easy to say a statement like that, you know, like the universe will, is always communicate, communicating to us if we're listening. So how, you know, how can we make sure that we are listening? By I'll, not resisting. By not resisting. What's happening. Mm. So like the other day when I was, I was, I had that meeting with Aisha. Um, I'm, I rented a scooter here and right before I'm supposed to go, I was like, like, duh, so happy. Like, here I go. I'm going to go on my scooter ride. I was so excited on time. Start to put gas, the key brakes, the scooter key brakes in my immediate conditioning is like what the fuck <laughs> i have a meeting i need to be at this is an inconvenience this isn't supposed to be happening control right and then um it just it then i started closing in and feeling darker and everything started to feel heavier and here, like, I really feel like the moment you start giving into that, to resistance of life, life like is like, okay, you want to resist me? We <laughs> make this harder. So I'm learning. So very quickly, I was like, no, if this is happening, like life has, has a, re like, this is, everything is happening for my highest good. I'm going to trust that everything is aligning in the way that it needs to. So it's taking our idea of what life is supposed to be and 
releasing it over and over again so that we can let life be what it is and flow with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like dancing with us, maybe even more better than communicating with us. It's always dancing with us and it's inviting us to dance with it. And it's just, are we willing to dance with what's showing up? So then I started walking my scooter and these three guys, I started walking into the shop and I was like, well, I might miss this meeting. And then I like was able to bring in, well, maybe, maybe this isn't like, maybe that meeting doesn't like, it doesn't have to happen. So letting go of the have tos is very liberating. That's like a whole paradigm shift for those of us in Western society. And it's not like I'm by far perfect at it, but right. Just it's a practice. I'm walking and these three guys um, that these three Mexican guys that had just like I found out had left their construction job earlier because they hadn't been paid. They were like, we'll help you. And so they started helping me like carry the scooter. And then it started raining on us. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm, this done. Is- I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I did feel that at certain moments, like, Ugh. and then I was like, let me let go. Let me just let go. Like, what does life have? What is life showing me right now? And then it found out that so they left their construction job early because they hadn't been paid and they hadn't been paid for the week. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's crazy. Like, and they're like in such a good mood and and so kind. And then we stop at this little shop and they offer me something to drink. Um, and I'm just like so grateful for the whole experience. They didn't, they're just giving to me, you know, and they didn't even get paid. And then when we get there. They um, and they're just flowing with it. Like, it's not a big deal. It rains. We stop if it doesn't like just not the same resistance that we're used to having in these Western societies to life. And then we we get to the shop finally. And I offered to pay them because I was like, you have to do this. And the guy was like, no. Absolutely not. Like this was this was um, just we offered this to you. And I think like in, no, in that moment, my heart just opened up because, and I like, I really almost started crying (laughs) because I feel like it was just such a powerful lesson of so much in our Western society is, is grounded in money. Like if I give you my time. This is exactly what you have to pay me. And, and if I give you, you have to give me. But the more that I engage with traditional, like with people from indigenous communities, I'm running into this belief, this ideology, this worldview that the person who I give to is not necessarily the person who it comes back from. Mm. So I've encountered oh, that, that is beautiful. That's reshifting your reality again. Like yeah. We we think I give you, you give me not like I give you, they give me. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So it's an unattachment. Yeah. It's just, it's trusting in the ecology of life. Yes. That I give to somebody because I feel like that's who I'm being called to give to right now. And life comes back in another way. I think that also helps you in receiving too. You know, if someone else gives you something, 
it teaches you like, you know, and they're like, no, let me just give this to you. You're like, hmm, okay, I'm really gonna have to reshift my reality and thinking I need to pay them back in some way or another right now, instead of just, you know, like being deeply appreciative and not only them, but the universe in that moment as well of like, we're all one. We all end up being one. That's why guilt is such an illusion. Like now I understand why I've had such an aversion to guilt my whole life. Cause it's so rooted in scarcity, you know, and fear and fear. So, okay. So all that happened and look at the beautiful lesson I got out of it. Mm -hmm. Because I kept my heart open to the experience. Yeah. I'm curious to what you're saying with guilt in that. Oh, well, guilt is like, I give you now you owe me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's something that feels that's always felt out of alignment to me. Or guilt uh -huh. is like, I'm not doing enough. Too. Is okay, how I'm yeah. it. So I'm like, I'm from that perspective, too. I want to hear what you have to say about that. OK, so. OK, so I guess there's two things. There's guilt tripping. When people guilt trip each other, when we mm -hmm. guilt trip each other, where it's like, I did this for you. Why aren't you doing more for me? And that is just a manifestation. If we find ourselves like guilt tripping other people or feeling resentful after we give. It's a, I believe it's a manifestation of like, I also bought into the idea that I have to, that I owe people things. And so then if I give, you owe me things. And we all go around owing each other, like this very tight scarcity mindset of, these, this economic, social, relational model of I give you, but then I need to know that it's going to come back through you. Mm -hmm. I don't really trust. So it's a, it's a, a lack of trust in life that we have learned. Does that answer your question? Yeah. 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 I wanted to see how you were tying those two and I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful paradigm. I'm, yeah. I'm going to adopt it as much as I can and, and stay conscious of it. Cause it's true. Yeah. Just kind of like surrendering to the flow of life and the ecology of life. Yeah. I'm adding back to what we were saying before too. This is something that came on, came in, in my meditation last week before we talked to Ayesha was, you know, so this week it was living more, making the decision of like, I am going to live more out of my heart than my mind at this time, because I, I, you know, the, the mind is going to always figure out what's wrong and my heart's always going to lead me in the right way. I don't need to suffer all my way there. I know that I'm going to be fine no matter what. And I'm not, and if I live out of my head, I might suffer on the way there more than I need to. And I live more out of my heart. I'm going to be mo more open to more opportunities and, and what feels more aligned and move in a more intuitive way. And, and also be able to enjoy life and be present for everything that's here for me while I'm in this position. And last week it was, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to that, which is, I, I realized that a lot of my suffering was coming from needing my situation to be different than it was. Right. So what you were saying is the have tos of life is I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I, I can feel myself suffering because I feel like I should already have a different job by now. I should already have, you know, it just should be different than it is now. 
And then I realize I'm like, I can, you know, if I catch myself, I, I can always find things that need to be different. And I kind of, and I do do that. You know, I hear myself saying, I wish a lot. I wish we had more time to do this. I wish I had that week off. I wish, I wish, I wish. And that brings in resistance to life. That brings in more suffering. I wish it was different than it is. But when we're able to not believe that life needs to be any different than it is in this exact moment, like this is exactly how it actually needs to be right now. That also brings a lot of the mind chatter down and the suffering down. So all of these different tactics to, and just realizations to help us navigate through life. You know, this is what's coming to me in this, this period of time. And I believe in phases of life. You know, we go through a lot of phases. Some phases are a phase. The one I'm in now is like, okay, I see this as a period of time where my trust is being asked to be solidified during this time. And this is what's going on now. Yeah. For me, it's, you don't have to understand and be able to explain everything. Literally. (laughs) My voice is getting tired. (laughs) That's powerful. Literally. And I know like, that's what we do on this podcast. That's what we just did. Yeah. So there's a a paradox there. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, still dancing that dance. But yeah, my voice is literally <laughs> like, yeah. All right, you guys, I think this is good. Where are we at? A long time. Anything, anything you, you want to add to close up before we jump out? Or are we good? Do you feel complete? I think so. Love you guys. Um, just allow into your hearts that it doesn't have to make sense all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just out dance. of the mind, out of the mind, dance with what is dance with what is and what is is exactly as it needs to be. Mm. And it should feel like love. Yeah. Well, I guess I just did a should, but we know that we are in a more aligned place when it feels like love. Yeah. Trusting in that trusting is, is the ultimate muscle. Cause you're like, okay, I'll trust, but what, if, no, that's where you stop. Not the what ifs right when you catch, right. When you catch the what ifs coming in, stop, catch that virus before it infiltrates. What if nope swerve, this is how we build our immunity. We have the emotional immunity, the mental immunity, spiritual, physical, you know, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, Paula is going on more adventures, <laughs> more adventures. So we, who knows what country or state or whatever she's going to be in the next time we talk to her. We'll have more exciting updates. And this will already be out by the time my last breathwork session is. I'm hosting a breathwork session on the roof at Soho House. And I, make, I may keep doing them more on a monthly basis. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll start. Um, broadcasting them more on in our show notes and on this podcast as they come along. But you guys do know that every single month I host a full moon breathwork session virtually. 
So you don't have to be in LA for these. You can be in Bali or Alaska or Indonesia. Bali's in Indonesia, isn't it? <laughs> so or Thailand. That's Thailand. Now, now I'm just I'm just showing my horrible geography. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> Mine's pretty bad. Too. This is turning into something else. <laughs> so check the show notes. No matter where you are, we're gonna be doing full moon breathwork sessions and tap into the body with me tap into the body because I am fully, fully more than ever, you know, tapping in more than ever, even though I say that every phase of my life, but here we are the journey of life. I love you guys so much. Be kind to yourselves. Los queremos mucho. Keep tapping in with us. Every part of you is welcome here. Bye. Mwah. Mwah.